0: what's going on everybody eric lindquist at stochastic here on the odd Chopper channel coming to you with a week 13 full edition of lindy's leans likes and locks hit that like button subscribe button notification bell goes a long way for me on this video goes a long way for you that way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the youtube woods do not adjust your dial it is not me Well, it is me. It's not lofty that you're getting here on Wednesday. It's me. Uh, A lot fewer props and numbers than I'm usually used to uh, coming through there on Fridays, Friday afternoons, evenings. Getting together the NFL Lindy's Lock stuff because my friend Laffy he just had a baby and uh, fantastic stuff. We're so happy for him. Give him some love over on X if you haven't already at Loffy underscore D. But uh, I'm Eric Lindquist. You can follow me at Eric Lindquist over on X. And yeah, you're normally going to get me on Fridays, but uh, I'm coming to you on a Wednesday here to get you the NFL product stuff uh, early, often, get you some plays here. A lot of these directly off of Odd Shopper. Once again, about 10, 15%, probably less than that, probably like ten percent of the plays that i'm used to uh coming through so this one's actually pretty easy to fire up here with producer jacob i know he's excited ready to rock but first bet mgm check them out if you're 21 and over if you have a gambling problem please call 1-100 gambler but you can sign up for that at the link below but also want to throw this out there odd shopper friends 14.95 for the weekly now 49.95 for the monthly bang bang mike breen style yeah those are the nba streets but in the nfl streets here my friends New low price $14.95 for the weekly, $49.95 for the monthly. The Discord alone used to be $20. You can now get the OS premium tools and pick them, whether that's Prize Picks, Underdog, or for all of the sports books that you know you love your Bet 365s, your Bet MGMs, your Caesars, your Sugar House. Yeah, we got that one in house. ESPN Bet, if you've signed up and taken advantage of all those crazy bonus bets everything you know and love over in those OS premium tools, giving you a market-based approach, positive EV stuff. And now for $14.95 a week, such a great time to check out the product. And hey, once you jump in that Discord, you see all of the great analysts, not just myself, but Greg Ehrenberg, Loffy, everybody will have their own channel set up there, and it is going to be awesome long-term here. So glad to have you a part of the Odd Shopper community. Going to be firing this up here in the NBA streets as well, but sign up for that at the link below, $14.95 for the weekly Really cool stuff, but lots of football to get to. Again, Wednesday practice notes. Got a couple of those for you. Uh, Arizona, they might have four people suiting up on the offensive end. I'm not sure what to make of nobody practicing in their wide receiver court Trey mcbride That matters, but again, that's a weird one to start with. It's just the first one that came to my head. Let's start. We are covering Thursday through Monday here on this program, all 13 games for week 13. 13 games in week 13. Ooh. Producer Jacob, let's get to the picks. Thursday night football now obviously I have a lot more props a lot of things that I was able to comb through and as such I found you a lock which is very very exciting but Seattle nine point dogs heading here to Dallas this line has been bet up Dallas a public team this opens at six I don't know why it was inside of a touchdown with how well Dallas has been playing and well if the books thought that they were going to not take money here on Dallas side of things at seven seven and a half they would be sorely mistaken, and it would seem sharp money isn't necessarily going in on Seattle. Now, this is the first time, first opportunity that I've had to be able to talk to you about football the day before it happens on this channel. Normally, it's Friday leading into Sunday, there's that Saturday buffer, and You see some movement there. College football is a huge emphasis here with all of the great content we have as well. But uh, nice to be able to talk about this one specifically, knowing just about everything that we have in store here. And as such, Kenneth Walker will not be playing football on Thursday. Downgraded to doubtful. Downgraded to doubtful. It's kind of redundant. But as I'm looking at the showdown slate here, It is a wild one when you talk about Zach Charbonnet here and what he could be looking at for opportunities and seeing a sub 50 yard rushing prop on him, knowing that he's going to see a majority of the snaps, just like he did last week. I mean, he is by default going to have to see a large, large workload. Now, Kenneth Walker, this is, I mean, it's not going to be identical here, but Zach Charbonnet, 85 and 87% of the snaps the last two weeks. And you're going to get a little sprinkling of DJ Dallas and negative game scripts, but The nine-point spread, this is a negative game script, more than likely here for the Seattle side. So I don't know what to make of that number. I thought about putting that one in play right away, but there's something that's a little bit better. As for the Dallas side of things, they are firing on all cylinders. Brandon Cook starting to join the party here, putting up gobs of yardage from time to time. CeeDee Lamb and hey, Tony Pollard. I bet producer Jake was happy not to see Tony Pollard in the anytime touchdown category here, but Kind of lost its luster here after getting minus 105 in the lock category and converting on that one. Yay. Even though this last Sunday was absolute dog shit, just throwing it out there. Last three days. I've had some of the worst beats ever. Uh, Anybody watch Golden State yesterday? <laughs> what are we even doing here, guys? But this is what I'm doing here. I am locking in Geno Smith over 34 and a half pass attempts. You've had so many crazy scripts here for Dallas where they've gone out And they've obliterated teams. And what they've been doing more than likely in almost all these spots is relinquishing the gas on Tony Pollard. He hasn't exceeded 15 rushing attempts now in a game since week three. That is pretty wild to see. And part of that is just how well Dak Prescott has been playing. And as long as he's efficient... You have more passing plays on the Dallas side of things. You're going to have more passing plays on the Seattle side of things because they're not going to be able to control the ball. And Zach Charbonnet, he's not some power back like a Kenneth Walker where they're going to try to kill clock, shorten the field, do it. This is going to be, if anything, again, 47 and a half. Pretty big total. I think the passing attempts, though, and even money, you compare it across the industry, there are minus 135s at Sharp Sportsbook. So DraftKings has this listed. Even money. You're talking a 35 cent gap between that and sharp books. Over 34 and a half passing attempts in a spot, Seattle should have to throw a lot, whether they're ahead, whether they're behind, but more than likely when they're behind. You know, it's not very enjoyable watching New England do anything. Do anything. Like, I don't know, try to play football against the New York football giants with Tommy DeVito. Hey, a little bit of that. Absolute purgatory. That is what New England is in. Boston fans, they deserve some bad breaks from time to time here. But we kick off the Sunday slate here talking about perhaps I mean, there's some ugly games. And there have been some ugly games on the last few slates. But this one might take the cake just because of how bad New England is on that side of the ball. But the Chargers at 4-7. and seven, It's not like you're backing a team. I mean, anytime you see the Chargers as 5.5 point road favorites and you don't cringe a little bit that it's projecting out as your best play, you should. Should probably, I mean, you're probably a healthy human being at that point in time. I mean, Brandon Staley could not be calling worse plays, worse situations. Defensive guy calling the defensive plays and not doing a very good job. That's what he got brought in to do. And it was downright embarrassing what we saw against Baltimore. Again, count them to 361 total yards of offense, but yet 197 yards on the ground against anybody. Now almost. They did give up 200 against the Lions two weeks prior to that in that close loss. Absolute shootout, 41-38. But Baltimore controlled the uh, pace and just all about that pace, no treble. I think you're looking at Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. They're going to be relied on heavily here. Quinton Johnston, that's somebody who did end up participating in practice on Wednesday, thought we might be looking at some Jalen Guyton, but those props are not currently available, so I can't even really talk through them. A couple of games do have some that we can really work through, but... Guys, New England, you have Demario Douglas. He wasn't in practice on Wednesday. If he ends up being out, I don't know who, do they throw footballs to like the, to the popcorn guy? Like the concession stand workers? Can we get a couple of them on the field? Cause they got to catch the ball better than Devonte Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster and Taequann Thornton. Like what are we even doing here? You're getting Bailey Zappi and Matt Jones. And we don't really know exactly what's going to happen. But it looks as though, looks as Joe Bailey is going to end up being your starter here. So maybe some zest. I, I don't know what to project out here. I mean, This is weird. Everything's weird. Chargers minus five and a half, but it's a lean. Again, it is not a team that you should be backing as a road favorite here. But you kind of want to, considering the ineptitude that is the New England Patriots. Weird to say that about a Bill Belichick-ran team. We go from a five and a half point favorite to another five and a half point favorite here. We've got Arizona five and a half point dogs visiting Pittsburgh. And this one kind of got talked into talking through it with uh, with my guy, Andy. You guys need to be checking out his NHL content here on the Odd Shopper channel. I know a lot of you do, but he's our NHL guy here in the betting streets also. Why is my hair? You notice everything with these new cameras and when it's a whole thing, but Other than me being vain for a second. Arizona, I talked about it a little bit on the onset here, but Wednesday's practice report does not inspire a whole lot of goodness. Trey McBride doesn't practice. You had, uh, what's his face? Rondell Moore did not practice. Greg Dortch, who ended up being an actual part of that game plan there against the Rams, although they got completely murdered and it didn't really matter in the long run. And then Michael Wilson didn't end up practicing on Wednesday. That leaves Marquise Brown and r- r- nobody else that really is going to be available there. Zacherts continuing to be on the IR for Arizona. I'm also of the mind, and this is something that I thought through a little bit this morning, and well, it opened at three and a half, and I still think you can get in pretty good here now. Backing the Pittsburgh side, within the post-MAT Canada era the, uh, era, the worst offensive corner you could ever ask for, you are going to see this offense target dudes at a different click. Uh, looking, you, you, Pat Fryermuth, 11 targets, nine catches. He hadn't been targeted more than four times. You're talking about the most vanilla offense. Now you're at least giving Kenny Pickett the opportunity to make reads, opportunity to make throws. He had by far his best outing, 72.7% completion percentage, 24 of 33 there in that spot. Getting a little bit done on the ground, all the five rushing attempts, five yards, nothing of note, but just nice to see him active and act. It was Cincinnati 1610. They didn't have to do a whole hell of a lot, but I don't think they have to do a whole hell of a lot here, too. And I also believe this is a spot against Kyler Murray with Highsmith on one end and Watt on the other. You do not want Kyler Murray out there, your franchise quarterback, who has looked better in his three weeks here. Last week was a complete disaster all the way around for pretty much that defense. But he's got a rushing touchdown now in three straight games. All three that he's appeared. I can't imagine you want him out there running with Watt and Highsmith chasing on the road in Pittsburgh in a lost season. This feels like a spot, especially if he's missing all of these receiving options or at least a few of them. You kind of hold back here. Not that you start Cooper and you still want to start Kyler Murray and see what you got there. But you're going to be very careful about what play calls you're throwing in there. This might be a bit of a punt. Good God, this keeps getting higher and higher. Come on, get high. Pittsburgh, minus five and a half. This is a like. This is an easy play. This should be on your card instantly. Arizona's defense, super accessible on the ground here. And hey, Jalen Warren, how about Najee Harris joining the party? 99 yards. They got 99 problems, but backhanded ain't one anymore. So you want to talk a disturbing, disgusting little play? I know a lot of you don't like unders, but this one just seems a little bit too clear cut to me. I'm going to call it a lean. I'm going to call it a lean, but it's one of the games that we do have props for because massive news on the Indy side. Minus one, they're still road favorites ever so slightly here going into Tennessee. Tennessee took care of business at home for the first time in a long time. And Derrick Henry, of course, just did the two touchdown thing he does, even though it was just 4.2 yards per carry. Only 76 yards on whatever. Tajay Spears got dinged up in a real like ridiculous play that never should have happened. Derrick Henry got in the... That's a scary guy to come to... The defense of you. Nice for Taji Spears, but uh, either way, what I'm getting at, the running backs on the other side, Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor, doubtful. The guy ends up undergoing surgery on a right thumb injury that I don't even remember seeing, so that's always cool. He ended up having a really nice game. He had the, the two touchdowns, 91 yards on the ground, but this is now going to be the Zach Moss show. Trey Sermon, he is the number two running back in the order, the top backup here, but Trey Sermon did not work out over in San Francisco, ends up coming over to Indianapolis, gets a fresh start, but not really because he's had all of eight rushes on the entire season, weeks three and four before Jonathan Taylor was activated. So just throwing it out there, pretty wild run out here for Zach Moss, fantasy owners, good for you, enjoy it, but this is a Tennessee matchup. They used to be an extreme run funnel. It's been a little bit more accessible, 110.8 yards per ground uh, per game on the ground, ranked 15th. But this is something that I expect the public to bet up, and I think you'll want to take advantage of it. Because Zach Moss, he has outperformed everybody's expectations, because on the season, has some really good numbers. 4.8 yards per attempt, 141 attempts, 672 yards, grading out nearly 5 yards per carry, that is way better than you or me or anybody expected from the U- once Utah prospect goes to Buffalo, gets completely disbanded. Nobody wants anything to do with him. And Zach Moss smashes an indie absent Jonathan Taylor. So now he will be absent Jonathan Taylor once more. But this feels like an under to me. It projects out as an under for me. I have him around 64 and a half uh, rushing yards here right now, which isn't quite in the category of a play. But again, That is a median distribution. I think there's a lot of ways where, yeah, that's the mean that I'm talking about, the aggregate of it. I think you're looking at an under where Tennessee is able to take that element of the game away a little bit more. And yes, this is a team, an offensive line in Indianapolis that has looked like their offensive lines of old at times this season. Six and five on the season, taking on a four and seven Tennessee team. But even though I expect 80% plus of the snaps here for Zach Moss, I expect the public to bet this up north of 70. And if it gets there be on alert it already projects out okay for me again three yardage difference not a whole hell of a lot to to write home about but again that is the mean that i have for it a median that i'm looking at is a little bit lower than that and then you get this to 70 70 and a half because he's going to get steamed up as the week goes on we want to attack this play for a half unit denver houston probably i don't know is it a hot take to say that denver's one of the hotter teams in the AFC right now. It's not a hot take. It's just a fact. It is what it is. I'm not a big hot streaks guy. You'll never hear me say, oh, they're playing really well right now. Or Because there's always regression that is waiting right around the river bend. And we'll get to that a little bit for Philly. I don't know how. Philly's pulling all the tricks that Minnesota did last season for my Minnesota Vikings. Resulted in a first round knockout At the hands of Daniel Jones, which in hindsight makes me even more upset than it does right now. Or than it did then. So disgusting. Anyway, we got Denver here. Three and a half point dogs going into Houston. And I don't completely hate the idea of snagging the three and a half here. Houston, CJ Stroud, talk about it every single week. I have to eat crow for the rest of my life because he looks like the real deal. He can air it out. Even last week against Jacksonville. I would call it like a subpar outing by his standards. He had a rushing touchdown, had two touchdowns through the air, 26 for 36, 72.2% completion percentage, and that ridiculous illegal motion call that ended up knocking out my Tank Dell lock for everybody that ended up getting upgraded. He finished right around, what, 50? 50 yards, I think is what Tank Dell finished at. 60, 60 and a half is what I got him locked in at. Closed at 65 and a half, and that play alone was 62 damn yards, so it would have been over 110 yards on the day. Unbelievable run out for a play that everybody does on the Miami Dolphins and Tyreek Hill gets away with. Why can't Tank Dell just go in motion? Somebody else, I don't know, such a ridiculous ticky-tack call, but... Anywho, it's always a ticky-tack all when it goes against you. In the last three days, that's kind of what everything has done. But let's turn the course on this one because Denver, shout-out to Sean Payton. He has turned this defense around. I know that he's not necessarily just like the most defensive-minded guy on planet Earth. You know, we think about him in New Orleans once upon a time calling shots for Drew Brees. Alvin Kamara looked pretty good once upon a time. Still looks okay, but Derek Carr, the most vanilla quarterback that has ever walked to the Earth God, I can't stand that guy. We'll talk about him against Detroit. But Denver and Houston, I think this is a spot where you're going to see Russell Wilson continue to cook to some extent. I mean, the Cleveland game, he only had an attempt 22 passes. Pretty pretty chill. And Cleveland's just awful with DTR there at the helm. Then he gets it knocked out with a concussion. P.J. Walker comes in. Denver just played that one close to the vest. And even with two fumbles and one lost fumble there for Russell Wilson in that spot. This is a Houston defense that I still don't completely believe in. And I don't think everybody understands how good Russell Wilson has been this season 103.4 QBR, 20 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Thought he was cooked, but now Russell is cooking, friends. I love myself some CJ Stroud, but this is value here at plus 154. Denver money line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Eric only picks chalky. No, I do not. I pick the best plays. And this is the best play from this one. As of right now, would love to see some props up in her. But hey, this running game starting to get going for Denver. Javante Williams. Eh, eh, eh. P rhyme, Even uh, Jordan, I will remember you. McLaughlin. Sorry for that one. Lean with it. Rock with it. This is just like the most stay away football game I've ever seen. Detroit minus four going into New Orleans. And talked about it a second ago. But like. Derek Carr, has there ever been a less inspiring quarterback than Derek Carr ever? Goes into Atlanta, gets completely bamboozled, coming off of a game against Minnesota that we won in Week 10. and My Minnesota Vikings, man. Thank God. Thank God they have a bye this week and I don't have to deal with them. But Derek Carr, 10 touchdowns, 5 picks, just vanilla, flatline across, 88.5 PBR, and just, I don't know. Not going to be somebody that I want to go out of my way to back anytime soon in these kind of spots, but I might back them for a little bit of offense because Detroit, they have been slide to the left, slide to the right. And yeah, Thanksgiving was an absolute stone cold disaster. Sure, they get the extra couple days of prep here, but I mean, do you feel good about a 29-22 schlacking by Green Bay that wasn't actually that close ever? I don't. Defense that also gave up 26 to Justin Fields in his first game back. Oh, I don't feel good there either. And the Chargers, 41-38. 38, 26, 29. That's what they've given up the last three weeks here. And now New Orleans. They don't have Michael Thomas. We know that. But they have Chris Olave. As long as Olave is on the field This is something that I think has an opportunity to come to fruition here on the card. Over 45 and a half, it's going to be a lean for me. Detroit, we know what they can do on the ground here. David Montgomery off the field, mainly because Jameer Gibbs being the pass catching back. The more dynamic back, they're trying to come from behind against Green Bay. So don't read too far into that when you see the props. I think David Montgomery should be able to get his here. New New Orleans defense that don't inspire a whole lot of confidence after that performance against desmond ritter i'll throw that out there defense is down to seventh i know that seems pretty good still but seventh in uh ppr ranking they were up around fourth fifth all season long so a little bit of regression everywhere maybe over 45 and a half can get on the card could drop to 45 that'd be nifty let's get back to liking stuff shall we i really like this football game for betting purposes definitely don't like it for watching purposes a 34 total atlanta two and a half three two and a half three across the entire marketplace taking on the new york football jets i don't know why there's not a basketball jets or baseball jets i don't know why i said it that there's a winnipeg jets once once yeah anyway the jets you obviously know tim boyle uh he was tim cooked I tweeted that, stole my own tweet. But week 12, 27 for 38. Great completion percentage, but never great when you have the kitty gloves on and then you have two fumbles and you just You didn't have it. Two two interceptions to go with it. Hey, 71.1% completion percentage. Whoop de doo. It's like a Pennington line. Old schoolers know what I'm talking about there with the chest. Actually, he was always accurate, but like didn't throw nearly that many picks. But Tim Boyle, friends, he's not good. He's very, very bad. He's in fact very, 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 very bad. And this Atlanta defense is starting to put some pieces together. Talked about them in the last segment there. Looked all right going up against New Orleans. Held them to 15. Arizona, that wasn't a great look going on the road and losing that one as well. But getting after the quarterback a little bit here. And yes, Minnesota, Tennessee, those are some rough ones in the middle of that patch. But the one thing that they've been doing better of late is they've just been holding opposing passing games to sub 250 yards. Now, the New Orleans one was come from behind 296 yards, but 230 against Arizona and Kyler Murray, 217 against Josh Dobbs in Minnesota, 226 against Will Levis, where everybody was buying in on Will Levis, even 256 against Baker Mayfield in Week 7. A lot of low passing output here against a Falcon secondary that, against Tim Boyle, should be able to cook themselves. So, friends... I love the under of 16 and a half for the Jets team total. Wild to see this one, but hey, Odd Shopper helps show this with positive expected value right now in the marketplace. That could change. It's very fractional. It's very fragile, but you're asking Tim Boyle and company to put up 17 against any professional defense. That's asking a lot, especially when you're talking about minus 105, minus 110. It has moved to minus 115. Best available line at Caesar Sportsbook right now. But Sharp Books have this north of minus 130. Pretty good buy-in spot. BetMGM friends, you can sign up for that down below. Now, you have your DraftKings Sportsbook, your FanDuel Sportsbook. If you're looking to add another one to the frame, you should be. It's called Odd Shopper for a reason. You want to have exposure to multiple books. Get exposure to books that are giving you promotions to chill, to hang out and, and try out their product. And BetMGM is doing just that in your state. Now, the offers do range state to state, depending on where you are. But... Claim up to $1,500 in bonus bets at the link below. Plus, us here at Odd Shopper, we're going to throw in one nifty thing for you. Our Odd Shopper tools and Discord access. We're talking the market-based approach. That is what I preach. That is literally what we do here. We also do it in the Pick'em Streets, where you can check out Prize Picks Underdog. If that's what's available in your state, that has an opportunity to be very, very fruitful for you. And then we also have the premium Discord that now comes with it. It used to be... $20 just for the Discord, exponentially more for the OS tools. But now everything is bundled together for the low price of $15 a week. So you lose $5 off the top there and you get all of the tools. And then also $50 for the month if you want to save even a little bit more. So again, this is $100 value now at two months of it for the Odd Shepherd tools and Discord access that you get completely free by checking out BetMGM at the link below. So, maybe do that. Only if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the games we go. Hello, 50 total in the middle of December. Well, not the middle. It's the beginning of December. Happy uh, holidays to everybody. It's going to be a fun ride here. I think we're going to have a good December. It's coming. Long November, and there's reason to believe. My last three days have sucked, but I'm going to stop singing because that's not good omens Miami minus nine and a half going up against the Washington well I almost said football team commanders is who we're going to be talking about here and Miami they get Devon HN back in practice in a limited capacity on Wednesday that obviously matters big time because he is dynamic he is very very good at the running of the footballs Uh, you running of the footballs check that was kind of like a hangover joke but that was the using of the row game check God, I love that movie. You cannot make that movie in 2023, I can tell you that much. Baheem Mostert, we can make the movie about him because it's cool. Also, Hard Knocks, if you're not watching it, the mid-season Hard Knocks right now is fire with the Miami Dolphins. Wild stuff, except for Tyreek Hill's wife getting like nacho cheese stuff. Felt legitimately bad for it. But anyway, we have Miami here. This is a team that should be able to put up points against the sweatless, against the youngest defensive line here of the Washington Commanders. This is just, uh, yeah, weather looks fine. Everything looks fine. They get Devon E. Chan back. That'd be nifty. I mean, this could just be all systems go here for a Miami backing. But it could also be Washington on the other side of this one. You've seen the secondary uh, Jalen Ramsey confirmed matters to this football team. And you get him opposite of Xavier Howard. Really scary kind of defense that you're showing up here with Miami. Miami first in offensive grade at PFF, but now up to eighth after a couple of really stellar weeks. Helps to have Aiden O'Connell come to town. That's for sure. Helps to face Tim Boyle on the road. Yeah, these are good things. But going up against Washington here, Sam Howell dropping back at the highest rate of any quarterback in the NFL that's fun though for points but it's not good for the complexion of trying to win this football game against a miami team that uh with chubb and howard and ramsey playing the way that they are really hard to get away from this nine and a half number but but i feel like i missed the boat and this is one of those like fomo bets where you want to be betting earlier in the week but for me with nba and everything else hard for me to be able to fire up six and a half here if i had seen that when it opened i would have fired it right away but it moved quick nine and a half i'm leaning that direction kind of a dealer's choice it technically grades out pretty well for me in market-based approach it's nine and a half everywhere probably a stay away at this point in time but i really want to pull the trigger carolina and tampa bay hey we got some props that's exciting carolina five and a half point dogs It stayed exactly the same here the last couple games, or last couple days, excuse me. Uh, Last couple games, that'd be weird if they played multiple games against each other. What is this, Pop Warner? But either way, Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield. We'll talk about him in a second here, but nice to see some offensive competence out of Tampa Bay from time to time. It's kind of a fun football game to watch. Mike Evans went completely ballistic, that's for sure. Confirmed having the best season, perhaps, of his career. This is wild to see the Texas AM product. And that was a long time ago with like Johnny Manziel and shit, if I remember correctly. That's a long time ago. But Mike Evans, 850 yards, 54 catches, nine touchdowns now on the season. He's had a tutty in a, a three straight, two in the last one against Indy. Of course, they lost the last two. That's just how that works. But Mike Evans having a phenomenal season as that dude, as that alpha. Chris Godwin, not nearly as involved as you would hope. Only the one cutie for him, 606 yards. But, hey, identical 53 catches. So really good stuff and passing volume. And you get Rashad White off of the injury report he popped up on saturday out of the middle of nowhere still played through that ends up going to indy has 15 carries was still the workhorse back nothing really changes in those circumstances as for carolina Chuba hubbard continues to be the number one for them on that side of things thought about betting him for an anytime touchdown but alas no lines available here for that yet so if you want to know what i end up firing up in the anytime touchdown department which has been the most profitable part of my portfolio throughout the uh 12 weeks of the nfl we've had so far this season again that premium discord is now only 15 dollars a week in addition to getting all the tools and content and exposure to every one of the os analysts here myself greg erinberg isaiah suarez uh ben raza everybody you know and love hanging out there aton Shander, my dude absolute insane person but you know I love them all the same but Baker Mayfield over 228 and a half passing yards here this is too low of a number one I expect to be I don't know I kind of expect this number to dip down a little bit and was talking about this uh pre-show with producer Jacob because well I, I don't know what the what the public sentiment is here because Carolina only gives up 179.6 passing yards per game. But this is an offense in Tampa Bay that, yes, they found a little success on the ground with Rashad White last week, but that hasn't necessarily been Rashad White's M.O. It's been what he can do in the passing game. Seven targets in two of the last five games. Adding that to the fray. Six catches against San Francisco and come from behind mode. This is one that I think is... D, this this has a pretty good chance of dipping a little bit so if you want to wait for like the 225 224 and a half I simply think people will look at Carolina there see that oh they're only giving up 180 per game. that's because teams are in rush first positive game script non-stop against Bryce Young who is terrible and now Frank Reich fired lots well, uh lots of opportunity I think for Baker Mayfield to outperform expectations here to the game of the week. I don't think anybody would argue with that at all. I know Patrick Mahomes going into the Green Bay on Sunday night is going to be enjoyable. I understand that there's probably some sick people who probably look at something like Denver and Houston. With as good a football as they played relative to expectation. Who want to just go that direction. But no. Highlight. Star it. Everybody wants to watch San Francisco and Philadelphia here. But Philadelphia. Open. Is minus one and a half favorites san francisco minus three or minus two and a half is the prevailing number everywhere right now you've seen a quick turnaround here and i think it is completely completely warranted let's talk through it you got san francisco could not have looked a whole hell of a lot better They're in Seattle. Brock Purdy, just going back to being Brock steady there, 70% completion percentage, had the tutty, did throw that one pick later, and it didn't really matter. They were up 31-13, W, easy move along. The guy has 19 touchdowns, six interceptions, and nearly 2,900 yards passing already this season, a 112.3 quarterback rating, and my God, has he just utilized Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle to perfection. Really helps to have like all of those dudes on your team, but it's actually not the offensive side of the ball here that has me thinking that San Francisco is the side you want to be leading on there. It's what they have on the defensive side. Adding Chase Young opposite of Nick Bosa is unfair to see that you got Greenlaw, you got the corners, you got everybody. That is just insane on the San Francisco defensive side of the ball. And Philadelphia has ran so good, it is unbelievable now they've played close games against Washington won an overtime a week four there had a number of spots where the last couple weeks could have lost that Buffalo game quite easily could have lost pretty much the, the Dallas game they could have lost pretty easily and of course the Kansas City come from behind mode on the road there Jalen Hurts it's unbelievable what he's been able to do in some of these fourth quarters of late but eventually That time runs out a little bit here. Again, minus 155. There's no way that I'm going out of my way to say San Francisco should be the team that you pack here. But I would. I'm just not going to do it with my money in terms of like, I think it's a pretty efficient line. But San Francisco, minus three. I think this is completely the right side of it. Considering the secondary for Philadelphia, something you can really take advantage of so you can get after them a little bit on the ground giving up some opportunities to pass catching backs from time to time and I don't know Christian McCaffrey seems decent at that huh yeah otherwise they just completely sell out to stop the run and then they can't really do anything in that secondary San Francisco as long as Brock Purdy doesn't have a freak accident like he had in the NFC championship game last season to his elbow this is a team that's healthy for the first time in a long time brings a better defense than normal to the fray and yet Talk a lot about a game that I don't have a whole lot of interest to bet. It is so hard to get to anything here. Said it before, San Francisco, this looks efficient. If I had jumped in earlier, again, you want to bet some of these NFL lines on a Sunday when they drop or a Monday, because it is just way too good of value if you were able to get San Francisco plus one and a half or San Francisco plus money on the money line. That would have been an enjoyable experience because now you're paying 55, 60 cents more than that as of right now. So pass all the way around. Best play is Brock Purdy over eight and a half rushing yards. We have props, but I have no interest. I will have all the interest in watching this game, but please stay away with your hard-earned money. I don't really even know what to say about this one. Cleveland plus three and a half. The Rams on the other side of this. DTR, he's still in concussion protocol. Don't know if he ends up starting. If it ends up being P.J. Walker, I don't think it really changes the the grading for me of either of these. Do I think DTR could be better long-term? Sure. Do I think he's better than P.J. Walker right now? Maybe slightly. I mean, P.J. Walker, one tuddy, five interceptions. Doesn't look great on paper. But DTR, he had been competent against Pittsburgh in that 13-10 win. But still, it was a pretty brutal outing here. One touchdown, four interceptions himself on the season. So, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But the, the Rams, they completely took care of business last week like they needed to against Arizona. Now winners of two straight coming off the Dallas spot. Matthew Stafford healthy. Didn't even need to utilize Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup because Kyron Williams just went complete God mode. 16 rushes, 143 yards, 9 yards per carry, added 6 catches for 61 to the fray and 2 passing, catching, touchdowns. My dear God friends, I don't expect that to continue, but here's kind of what I'm looking at. Cleveland's defense confirmed really, really good. And if Kyron Williams, who's now your bell cow back, Royce Freeman actually looked pretty good from time to time in that one. 5.9 yards per carry for him, 13 carries, got mixed in enough. I think this game ends up getting slowed down quite a bit. My projection for Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua has come way down from where it did against Arizona last week. And hey, it didn't look good against Arizona last week. But if this Rams offensive line, which has done a good job of projecting Matthew Stafford relative to what it did two years ago and is able to get the ball moving here on the ground, this sets up as a low scoring affair and thought about taking an under a 40, but even better than that was the LA Rams under of 21 and a half for a team total. I think this one gets sloppy, but the Rams, obviously they're the major fade in the total department. Anyway, they'd have to do a majority of the work. So if you're feeling a little bit uh, more inclined, you can get a better number here on the LA Rams under 21 and a half team total, just calling it a lean right now. Want to kind of figure out exactly what's going on in the Cleveland side of things. Uh, Kareem Hunt dinged up, Amari Cooper dinged up, and obviously DTR and PJ Walker, either one of them's good. But maybe we take the total. Lots of kind of mine out here in the days and uh, leading up to Sunday. Ironically, just get done covering a game there. Cleveland LA Rams, one little note about that. Joe Flacco taking first round reps. Uh, thank you, Producer Jacob, for that tidbit here. Uh, that ended up popping up today, and holy mother of God, that would be entertaining if nothing else. Kind of want to see, like that's kind of wishing bad things Matt Stafford can we get a Carson Wentz Joe Flacco sighting that would be fun if you're hating football I don't know but Kansas City Green Bay going to Lambeau Field gonna be exciting to see Patrick Mahomes go through the tunnel there but Green Bay on the heels of a surprising very surprising victory against the Lions the other day The entire farm, like 90-something percent of the money was on the Lions side of things. Everybody talking about it. And the Lions can't win a Thanksgiving game to save their lives, apparently. Although, again, historical data like that is kind of useless. That's a conversation for a different day. But the Kansas City Chiefs have already seen money go against them, going to the home Green Bay team. Now, one, this is a publicly bet team in Green Bay. And two, they look confident. Jordan Love looked really, really good against Detroit, although Detroit talked about it earlier have my have my issues with them here as well but kansas city they ended up coming from behind getting it done behind rashi rice going completely ballistic that guy needs to be the number two option here in this offense he is very very good very efficient route runner as well and knows how to get into open space and win one-on-one matchups in man coverage was going through some of that game just to kind of see why rashi rice was so effective and he just wins matchups underneath and, and has good rapport, it would seem, with one Patrick Mahomes. Sky Moore getting into the mix a little bit. Justin Watson. Uh, you know, what can Watson do for you? Oh, he's on the field a bunch now. They should just send Kadarius, Tony, and MVS to the shadow realm. But this is a game that I think you just put a half unit on and you move on with your life. Kansas City feels a little bit undervalued to me here in a road spot where, one, their team doesn't exactly travel poorly. Not that you're going to go into Lambo and turn it red. But, two... Green Bay played as good of a football game as they could humanly possibly ask for. And how many times have we seen them inconsistent in some of these spots? I think this is a range of outcomes kind of thing here for me. And now that it's sitting inside of the key number of seven, I think you take a stab on it. Half unit, Kansas City minus six. I think winning by a touchdown, a pretty uh, likely outcome. Obviously, the books do too, so it is what it is. That's where the number opened at. Give me Kansas City minus six. A little bit of regression here coming for the Packers and Matt LaFleur's offense. This would have been a really fun Monday night football game if you had Joe Burrow. But alas, Joe Burrow, he is no more here for this season. And it is the Jake Browning Part Two Festival taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eight and three now, Jacksonville is kind of just that quiet team that keeps churning out W's now, beating. New Orleans on the road being Pittsburgh on the road being Houston on the road in four of, or in three of their last five there the one lone lost to San Francisco nobody's gonna lament somebody losing to San Francisco although it was embarrassing at home like that but they are huge favorites in my model going up against Cincinnati here and this is um this is one your boy did bet right away when he saw it now there are eights there are eight and a halves you might only have eight and a halves by the time you listen to this and I do not care you I do not care. I have this as a fair value of 12 and a half, which is a murky, weird number. Technically, you could do like 13 and a half. And we kind of joked a little bit before the show, producer Jacob and I did, that we would bet this thing all the way up to 13 and a half. But friends, that's how bad Jake Browning is. He is horrendous. He never looked good at Washington at the collegiate level, kind of similar to a Tommy DeVito, what he was, I believe at Rutgers. But anyway, you were looking at a situation without Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence on the other side. It's just not even making sense to me that this that this line, you ESPN bet has this at minus eight right now. That should not be the case in any way, shape, or form. I can't imagine Jake Browning making way, making headroom here coming off of that last start and creating any kind of offense. Joe Mixon, there were a couple of breakaway broken down plays and without some fluke luck, there is no way that they cover this number. It is just going to be Jacksonville all day, all night. You take them to the bank here on this one. By far, by far, by far my favorite play of the week. And yes, it comes on Monday night. Nice to be able to do Monday night for you. Hey, the lot comes from Thursday to start off the show and Monday. Just realize that now. It's kind of fun. Jaguars are eight and three against the spread. Let's fucking go. Make it nine and three, friends. Jacksonville, a team we've backed a lot this year. We continue to back them here. Jacksonville minus eight gets it. Back. And that does it for another edition of Liddy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays that exist here on the board. For this lovely, lovely slate of games we have for week 13. 13 games for week 13. Thank you to producer Jacob coming to you a little bit earlier here Wednesday afternoon. Awesome stuff. Happy to be able to bring it to you. And hey, give some love to my guy Loffy, who does these Wednesday videos. Loffy underscore D over on the Twitters. Congratulations on his second kid. I'll have a kid one day. It'll be nice. My wife wants to love me and stuff. Anyway, that's a conversation for my therapist. I'm going to get myself the heck up out of here, friends. Check out BetMGM. Check out Odd Chopper. Great stuff across the board. New low price there for the Odd Chopper goodness. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NFL streets for week 13.